Hey people, I'm your host, Ashley, and you're listening to Parents Are People. I am very excited to be back with you guys for another time, another episode, as I'm always excited to bring you guys a new guest. This week's guest is Danny, and she's coming to talk to us about her experience as a teenager. This episode is called Teens Are People. So just like we talk about parents being people, we are going to peopleize. We're going to humanize the teens and talk to them as complete, full individuals who have perspectives that we can take the time to listen to. So I appreciate Danny for coming on and giving us her perspective as a teen and a person, a person who's being parented. And of course, she's not a representative of all teenagers. So if you have a teen in your life, please take the time, chat with them. And I really hope that some of the things that Danny brings up can help you with those conversations. And as always, if something in this clicks for you, resonates with you, don't forget to share it with a friend, leave us a review. And as always, happy listening. Hi, Danny. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, it's great to be on here. Can you tell us a little bit about you? I'm 14 years old. I'll be 15 this year. I do track, cross country, cheer, and I'm in the 10th grade. You sound like you are a very busy teenager. Yes, very. (laughs) What's it like being that busy? It sometimes can be a little bit stressful, but I think I have everything planned out in a good way. Okay. What do you mean when you say that you have everything planned out in a good way? I have days where I go to cross country practice and days where I go to cheer practice and just making sure I have everything done before I start doing sports or if they're not done, I do them on the way to the sports events. When you say everything that you're talking about, like your schoolwork and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what is it like for you juggling these things? Like, is it usually easy? Is it challenging? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be challenging with trying to remember everything, but I have a lot of support that help me know like it's okay to make mistakes sometimes and it's okay if you don't do well and there's always the next week or the next game. So you do this, you keep busy, but you're not letting it stress you. (laughs) Okay. What types of stuff do you like to do to de-stress? I like crocheting or sometimes just go on Pinterest and look at stuff. Mostly hanging out with my friends kind of helps me relax. So you're a teenager, right? You're not a kid. What would you say is the difference? Have you noticed anything different? Yes, I've noticed definitely a lot of different things. Like I'm no longer having to just not do anything. I have to help around the house a lot more making sure everything is done on time and not at the last minute, looking at future colleges that I want to go to, seeing if I can apply for different scholarships for different things. And I noticed that I get told a lot more things than I used to. So what do you mean? Just with different family issues, I get told a lot more or know you start learning about things that happen in life okay okay so one taking on a lot more responsibility and also noticing like oh I got to start thinking about future stuff which is something that when you're younger it's not a big deal nobody's telling you like everything you do is going to add up to the rest of your life yep (laughs) 
Is that how it feels now? Like everybody say everything you do now is the rest of your life? Pretty much. Yeah. But if you get some bad grades, you better make sure you get them up before those report cards come out. Because some when you get older, they're going to be looking for that on those college things. Is that a lot of pressure? A little bit. Okay. I definitely strive for an A and it kind of... I try not to get below a B and sometimes when I do I'm okay well I can bring it back up because I know I'm gonna do good on the next one but sometimes it's a little bit stressful. Okay I want to go back to the things that you've noticed in this transition of like being team more so having more responsibilities you also said people tell you more stuff so now you're a little bit more in the know about stuff happening with your family. Mm-hmm. How is that is that helpful to you? It is a little bit because now I'm not you know, as a kid, you kind of make stuff up or when you only hear a certain amount of things and you start making up these conspiracy theories. But now I kind of know everything. So I'm not making up, filling in the spaces of everything. That's a really good point. Mm -hmm. That's a really good thing to highlight because I know for me as a therapist working with teens is interesting because it, and adults because I tend to notice what you're talking about is that a lot of times kids don't get the full story because no one's going to tell you every little thing they're not supposed to, I guess, but it does leave room for y'all just make stuff up for kids to just be filling the blanks, come up with these conclusions. And if there's never a time to correct that, if nobody ever comes back and it says, no, that's not really what happened or yeah, that happened that one time, but that's not how life is. We get stuck with those thoughts. Yes. (laughs) So, okay. So what's something that has been corrected for you by having more information? Certain family things, you know, when you start hearing full stories, because some things in the family go longer than a lot of other things. So you kind of start getting the full story of how somebody is when you don't realize how they are, because you don't see them that much (laughs) with Like, I guess certain school things, you kind of get more in the knowing of how everything works Mm -hmm. versus being a kid, you're kind of like, oh, that teacher is nice or, oh, this is amazing. And then when you get older, you start getting more of a, oh, that teacher wasn't so good and stuff like that. Okay. So it gives you a little bit more perspective to be able to put things in place where they need to. It gives you a little bit more clarity. And also, it sounds like because being a teen, you are kind of in this unique point where it's like, trying to think of the best way to describe it. Yeah, you're seeing people more as people, kind of like what you just said, where a teacher is not just a teacher, right? She's a person and people can be a lot of things, not always just sunshiny, smiley and here to help us, right? (laughs) So we learned that they got whole lives at home and stuff. And we have those same experiences with family as well, where we're like, okay, you're not just my grandma. You're also, you know, a lady who grew up during this time and had these types of experiences. And maybe that's why sometimes you do this or that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are those the types of realizations you're having? Yeah, you pretty much explained everything. Mm-hmm. Like knowing teachers have a life outside of school. They're not as strict or as mean in out of school as they are in school. So what are things that like you feel like you wished 
adults knew or understood about teenagers? Just understanding that you were a teen once, Mm -hmm. but you were a teen in a different decade or era than I am. Mm. And knowing that once in your life, you've probably said some things that you shouldn't say or done things that you shouldn't do. And I get it kind of punish us, but sometimes you feel really, really bad and you get stressed out about certain things because you think, oh my gosh, I failed a math test. My parents are going to ground me for the weekend or a week. And that puts a lot of stress on the kid. So they start freaking out thinking it's going to be the worst thing ever. So you wish that adults better understood or one could better recognize like, hey, you were a teen too. And Mm -hmm kind of having empathy for what that's like yes have better understanding for what it feels like to be a teen and I don't know everything I'm not gonna get everything right all the time yeah that and just also realizing sometimes you didn't agree with what your parents did or you didn't like something that they said or you didn't like someone telling you you had an attitude when you didn't so when you tell us that you have to kind of look at how we're looking at it like you're telling me I have an attitude when I didn't and now I have one and you're still mad at me because now I have one when I didn't have one (laughs) no it's very fair because that's just a people thing like in general if I was going on about my day mind my business and someone was like oh what you got an attitude I might be like what what you mean like (laughs) and now I might start to get one and that's just how most people act but it sounds like what you're saying is it's like teens aren't allowed to have that type of reaction. Yeah. <laughs> I get what you're saying. So let's have some understanding for the fact that we can sometimes feel a type of way or not. But also, yeah, remembering these, you didn't like these things when you were younger. So, so do you feel like your parent tries to do that? Take experience from when they were younger, apply it? Or do you feel like, nah, that's not happening? There are some things where my mom, for instance, she understands because I'm not allowed to date till I'm 16, but she understands you're going to like a boy and a boy's going to like you and you're probably going to flirt and stuff and just don't go around doing all that till you're 16. What are things that you think adults could do to better understand the experience of teenagers? I would say putting yourself in a teen slash parent perspection. It could just be as simple as the dishes aren't done, but I've been at school. I get you go to work, but I've been at school. I'm doing this, trying to get homework done. I have these sports and I come home and I'm just really, really tired. And I ask, can I get to the dishes later? But they're like, no, I need to need you to do the dishes now sometimes it kind of can you can lose sleep over it sometimes just thinking about all the stuff you have to do and all that so Mm -hmm. being stressed a little bit yeah I can't be overwhelming because you're right there is this I remember being a teenager (laughs) and it being like or just a kid a teenager what have you and getting told that by adults of like you know well I worked all day and basically as if it was making this comparison that what I had spent all day doing was absolutely nothing like Man, I got up at dang 5.30 in the morning and had to take a bus to wherever or whatever. And I had to be in school all day. 
under fluorescent lightings and dealing with all this, these random people I got to be around. And then I had to come home. I had homework, right? And on top of that, you're having practices for things. And it's like, we all, we all tired by the time we get back to this house. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like you get to share that perspective with your parents to say, man, I'm tired right now? Sometimes, like today and yesterday, I have to clean the rabbit cage, but I know that I have stuff that I have to do and I'm going to be out late. So I say, can I do it Saturday? Because I know I have nothing to do Saturday. And she understands. And she says, yes, you can do it Saturday. So it's sometimes people, like they can understand. And sometimes, you know, it's like a no, get it done now type thing. So sometimes they give you that space to have that flexibility. And other times it's not. Mm -hmm. What types of challenges do you feel like you have as a teenager that are overlooked? Mostly mental health just there are certain things that I want to talk about and there are certain things that I don't want to talk about there are certain things that I trust my friends with and there are certain things that I trust my parents with so when like I'm a person I have anxiety and I get panic attacks sometimes so there are sometimes where the parents don't understand and they want me to talk about it but sometimes I don't want to talk about it. Sometimes I do want to talk about it, but I'm afraid that you're not going to like what I say. I just kind of feel like mostly it's the mental health and the stress and the struggle and how much sleep you're getting is kind of overlooked or even with grades when you stayed up all night studying and making sure that you had this down packed and it came to the test or the quiz and your blood rushed and you got anxiety and you bombed the test. And you already know I bombed the test. I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna get in trouble and all this stuff. I feel like sometimes parents can't put themselves in that perspective of, I did see my child study all night and I know that they probably aren't going to get all of it right. Although no matter how long they studied, they still couldn't get it. I feel like that would make it easier for teens to be able to speak if the adult can see our perspective. That's a good point. So it would be easier to share your perspective on things if you felt like there was going to be some understanding of it. If it wasn't just focused on, you used the example of, a test and grade. So the focus does tend to be on that end result, what the grade actually is. There's not a lot of grace given for all the time that was spent when it's like, you, you saw me in my room, you know, I did my homework and I tried really hard. I'm just simply not perfect. And sometimes I'm a mess up. Mm -hmm. From your experience, do you feel like you have spaces within your family to, to share and to be open? I do. With my mom, there, uh, there's a lot of things I can tell her. And of course, not everything that I tell her she's going to agree with, not everything she tells me I'm going to agree with. But at the end of the day, it's, I know with her, it's not going to be a huge thing where everything blows up. But with my dad, there's, I know there's certain things you can say and there's certain things you can't say because he will get, a little like not a lot upset but he'll get upset and 
it kind of affects the rest of the time that you are spending like that because of what I call him sometimes it affects the rest of the time that I'm talking to him because it's like okay now you did too much now I don't want to talk anymore and I just want to hang up and all this stuff so no this is yeah. these are good things to know for, for anyone listening because you're saying this but you know again I talk to a lot of scenes and I feel like I hear that from them a lot where what feels like a safe space is a space where you feel like you can talk a little bit freer and you're not waiting on which word is going to trigger a lecture or which thing, you know, Ooh, if I tell that story, I know I'm going to end up getting told, you know, I'm going to get a lecture. Or I'm going to get fussed at, or I'm going to get whatever. So it impacts how, what you can talk about and how freely you can talk to whoever that person is. And I've really? heard kids tell me literally like, you know, they're sitting at dinner doing this dance to try not to get too deep into a conversation because they don't want it to turn into a lecture. Yep, I could understand how they feel with that one. So what does create safe spaces for you, for the people in your family who you do feel more comfortable with? Like what helps create that space? Just knowing that at the end of the day, whatever you talk about that day unless it's very important is just kind of gonna be in that day and it's not gonna get brought back up again to make me look bad like if I tell her I accidentally did something I wasn't supposed to do unless it's something very very bad it's gonna stay in that day and it's not gonna get brought up in the future like thrown at you to make you even more ashamed than when you did it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a good point. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good point. I think a lot of us feel safer when it's like, yeah, when what so what you're saying, when I can share stuff and it stays here. One, it stays, it sounds like also just between the two of you, whatever that thing is. But also that it's not gonna show up later and be used against me. That's a very strong I'm listening to you and I'm like, oh my gosh, because I know there's lots of teens who feel that way. But I'm also like, people feel that way though, just in general. In friendships, it wouldn't be cool, right? If like something happened between me and my friend, or maybe I wasn't at my best that day. I didn't, I wasn't being that great of a friend. And then, you know, a month later, they're like, and you know what? Remember that time when you did blah, blah, blah? Yeah, I definitely agree because there, there are definitely... It, it, not even with teens, like you said, with a lot of people that it gets brought back up and you're thinking, I thought we agreed we're not going to talk about that. And then you bring it up and then it, make, it makes me feel worse. <laughs> okay. So how do you view yourself within your family? Like, where do you fit? <laughs> I definitely think I'm the athlete of the family. <laughs> okay. But with that being said, I feel like I'm one of the only ones out of my family that probably didn't play basketball when they were growing up because mm. I don't like basketball. I am a runner and I will cheer for basketball, but I am playing basketball. And, you know, because I am the youngest, I do kind of feel like, man, I'm in a new era than my siblings were. And I'm probably getting a whole lot more grace and more things than they probably got. So, so it definitely makes me feel grateful. Like even now, I 
had my parents bought me a car and I'm turning 15 in two months and they bought me this car ready for me to, when I get my permit, ready for me to go out there, drive and learn how to drive this car. So when I'm 16, I can know how to do it. So I think that's definitely, I'm the youngest, you know, the baby, you know, they're like the youngest gets almost everything. So I kind of fit in with that and the athletic part. So being athletic and then being the baby of your family where you get everything. How does that feel for you hearing that? Like, oh, you get everything or like mom and dad were mean when you were, you know, before you got here or what, like, what, how does that feel for you? Sometimes I honestly feel happy because I'm like, well, I'm like, yes, I'm not getting in trouble as much or Maybe I could do something that they did that I wouldn't get in trouble for, but they got in trouble for it. Okay. But I'm not a, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a teenager person that would do something that I know isn't right. There's probably been a couple times where I've done things that I know I shouldn't have done and I still did it. And yes, I got the punishment. It wasn't that bad. But if I know, definitely it's, not that could hurt me physically that could hurt me mentally that could hurt me duh I won't do it and it sometimes hearing that I got everything and stuff it kind of makes me feel a little bit bad because I do wish everyone can get what they wanted or what they need in the world I definitely know my mom always tells me you you always think money grows on trees because I want to help people so there's lots of perks to being the baby it sounds like Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh okay okay what are friendships like for you at this phase of life well I always get not from my mom but from my dad I always get told not everyone is your friend you have acquaintances you have friends you have best friends but those are each different levels and I somewhat agree with that But I feel like I will be nice to you as long as you're nice to me and you're not doing anything that is hurting me mentally or physically. Like I cannot, I wouldn't say dislike, but I cannot like some of the things that, let's say, Patricia, I cannot like the way Patricia drags her feet or the way (laughs) Patricia does this but I'm not going to hate her. I'm not going to say we're going around being best friends if we don't really talk to each other, communicate to each other, but I will be nice to her. I will say, hi, how are you doing? If I see her upset, I'll walk to her and ask her if she's okay. And just with friendships now, really, it, to me, it's, is the relationship equal? There are some people in my life that I have had where I'm doing everything. I'm just giving, 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 they're taking, but they're not giving anything back. And I've learned, I have to speak up and say, hey, you are, I know what you're doing. You're using me for this. And truth is they were using me. And then when I found out, they stopped talking to me. But there, there are definitely upsides because it feels like a weight's lifted off your shoulder. And you can see there are other people around you that were treating you better that you didn't even realize were there. And so 
I definitely, I have a couple best friends and I could probably count on one hand how many best friends I have. And I know these best friends, my parents trust me with them. Mm -hmm. Like my parents trust me to go to their house, stay there. They watch, like their parents watch me and stuff. Those are my best friends. It's interesting you bring that up. So how much of a factor do your parents play in your friendships? I would say they play about a quarter. There are things that parents, adults notice that you're, teens sometimes and even kids don't notice because you can sit here and think, Belinda's your best friend, but Belinda was only using you to do things for her that she couldn't do, that she knew you could do, but she can't. And so my parents, when they see things like that, they let me know, hey, that's not, she's not trying to be your friend. She's trying to use you for this, or she's trying to use you for that. And on the flip side, they say, yeah, that person over there, they're a true friend. They do this for you. They drive you home. They get you food, even when you didn't even ask for it. And I trust you with them. So I definitely think if the parents trust you with them, then they are, I honestly consider them family because they're on another level of best friend, you know? So yeah okay all right when they got that parent stamp of approval they can come a little bit more into the fold they're allowed a little bit closer yeah okay so I heard you say like sometimes basically parents adults they can see things that you don't necessarily see when that is pointed out to you by your parents to say like hey that person that doesn't sound like they're being a good friend or that doesn't sound like whatever how easy or how difficult is it for you to take that advice for me definitely it is I would say somewhat hard because I I give people second chances a lot so I would say I give them like 10 chances and it's also a I can forgive but I can't I won't forget so like a friend that I have she has done my other friends that I would hang out with when she's around she's done them wrong and stuff but she wasn't doing anything to me but I'm like okay I'll hang out with you but I'm not gonna forget what you did so I know if that situation comes up I can't trust you in that situation I know you're not gonna tell the truth and just kind of steer clear and really I would say for me it kind of takes learning on your own or at least on my own that the people weren't good for me it uh, for some friendships with the friendship with the friend she wind up telling me that I wasn't a good friend and telling me that I did things that I know I certainly did not do and it ended and she still has some of my stuff that I've never gotten back and I know I never will get it back and that was a I learned for myself because my mom did tell me that girl is bad news. And because I'm like a really forgiving person, I kept trying to help her thinking, maybe I can steer her in the right way. Maybe I can make her better. And Mm -hmm. in the end, it kind of 
bit me in the butt. <laughs> okay. So it's not always easy to take that advice, but once you kind of have come to the lesson on your own, you're able to look back and be like, dang, my mama told me. Mm -hmm. So then does having those moments, does that make it easier the next time to take that advice of like, man, mom, mom was right all the other times. Maybe she's right now. Does Definitely. that ever occur? I've had like, I haven't had that minute. I go to a small school, so I don't have a lot of friends outside of school, really, unless I might have maybe one or two friends from gymnastics when I used to go that I still talk to or from an old kindergarten and we still happen to kind of grow up together and be connected. But there, there are times where she's like, yeah, no, that they're not good for you. And I'll be like, yeah, they're not good for me. And I see that when she points out certain things okay. and I kind of, I back off of that quote unquote friend. I talk to them, but I don't go up to them telling them everything that I used to. I okay. definitely take her advice when it comes okay. to certain things now. Okay. All right. So learn a little bit, learn a little bit more discernment in that. So I also want to note that these realizations and these things wouldn't be happening if you guys weren't talking, like mm -hmm. if you and your parents weren't talking, if either you weren't willing to share or if they, so do your parents ask you these things? Are they like, Hey, what's going on with you? And like show interest in your day or do you just like to talk? There are some times when I get asked how I am. And there are other times where I go in the car and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you won't believe what, what Kennedy said to me today. Or, oh my gosh, you won't believe what Philip did or <laughs> you won't believe what this person did. And then they're okay, well, well, what do they do? And then, you know, sometimes I know me, I turn a lot of things into like the longest story ever. So sometimes like, okay, we need to speed this up. Now I have other things I have to do. And I feel like they show interest in it. Yeah. Okay. Well, wow, these are good things to know because there, there's parents out there who are like, man, I asked my kid how their day was and all I hear is fine. Yeah, I am like that sometimes if I'm really tired. And if I do, my mom definitely, she's like, well, well, did any drama happen? Did you have a test? She shows interest most of the time and asks me like what happened like don't just tell me fine like I want to know I want you to tell me things and then I wind up telling her and we talk about it and stuff well that's good I love that so she asked the additional questions the probing questions of like I'll just leave it at fine but also those are some good examples you gave of like we can dig a little deeper because I know I always tell parents like stop asking kids about school man they spend all day there and sometimes school is just school there's really nothing to tell um, okay. Is peer pressure like a real thing? Do you feel like it's a real thing? I would say yes. There are certain things that I am, I wouldn't say people peer pressure me, but I see it. And because again, since my school is small, like we, we don't really have a whole bunch of, oh dude, go in the bathroom and vape or go in the bathroom and flush everything on the toilet because we can't really do any of that. And we know if we get caught, there's going to be a lot of things. And 
there have only been maybe a few times where they have said like, oh, post this and post that and the, and then I might post it. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens, but I know sometimes I feel bad. Like, Ooh, I shouldn't have put that out there. Ooh, I know that might come back later and get me, you know? So I definitely see it a lot, especially I feel like with the girls, I'm not allowed to wear makeup or anything till I'm 16. And, you know, you have the girls that come to school with the mascara and, and the lip gloss and they bring it with them. Well, I can wear lip gloss, but they'll bring mascara and they say, oh, put it on your eyelashes and wipe it off before your mom comes or put it on your eyelashes and this and this. But it's always like, you never know what can happen that day. You can maybe forget you have a doctor's appointment put on that mascara and your mom comes to the school and you walk out and you realize I have the mascara on or putting it on in the girl and you ask the girls oh do you have makeup remover so I can remove it before I leave and they tell you say yeah go ahead put it on you put it on and then they don't have anything so it I would say definitely with makeup they will pressure they sometimes they do pressure me and I don't fall into it Cause I know my mom has always been like, I, I showed up to your sister's school one time without her knowing, and I caught her a couple times and all that stuff. <laughs> okay. There is a peer pressure, but it sounds like for you, because of home, because of family and the expectations that you know you have at home, that kind of keeps you from succumbing to the pressures, even though yeah. it sounds like so- sometimes there is some pressure that you do fall under. Sometimes. Like they, you know, they might say, oh, go say this to such and such. And I go and say it thinking it's funny. And then, you know, you kind of feel bad and you go around and everybody say, oh, she said da 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 And then I go back up to that person. I'm like, I shouldn't have said that. I know they, and I was like, I'm not really blaming it on people, but it was my decision to come up there and say something or my decision to raise my hand and say something dumb. So, yeah. <laughs> what is something that you think that the world needs more of? Definitely more love and less hate. And setting an example for future people being brought up in this world, just with like being gay or being what, like whatever you want to be. People focus so much on what they think is bad that they miss out on what is good or they focus on oh she's a gay person and I don't want to be friends with her but she could be friends with a straight person and they could treat you worse than the gay person or just making it they we need to learn how to show more compassion towards people and not judge somebody based off of how they look because I definitely know a lot of people that they'll see a homeless person on the street and start saying oh my gosh he looks like he's been through da 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 and start saying stuff without knowing the background they could have been a a veteran that got injured in war and started going downhill and you never really know a backstory of people and I know a couple stories of where people have come out to their families and their families turned against them. Their families were saying, that's not right. You shouldn't be that way. And 
that person is losing their family and wind up doing a lot of bad things because of how they were treated. And even in school where people have done very harmful things to their bodies because they've been bullied about how they look or what type of clothes they're wearing or that's an off-brand thing. It shouldn't matter because at the end of the day, when we die, those material things are going to be left behind and you're not going to have that. So why worry about it now? So yeah. Okay. So the world needs more love, more compassion and more focusing on, because you said that people focus too much on what they think is a negative thing and they miss out on these potential good things. Yep. I think that's good wisdom. So if you had like one statement that you could just like send out and everybody was going to get that message, what would it be? Maybe I would think it's okay to be vulnerable. Like it's okay to be open to people and trust people that you feel are like gonna have your back through everything and it's okay to share but don't do too much because there are certain times where you can be vulnerable with someone you can tell them your whole life story and there's things that you you don't realize you're saying in that moment of vulnerability and it could come back and get you And also like another statement would just be, be open, be open to change, be open to listen, be open to even spread how you feel because not everyone is going to get along, but as long as we can come to an agreement and an understanding, then we can coexist in this world and not have to fight for everything so a strong statement right I noticed the emphasis on fight for everything do you feel like that happens yes definitely so so my example would be like with sports you truly get looked at when you make an accomplishment so like me for instance I'm kind of one of the I guess I would say faces of the school really like everyone knows me because oh that's the girl that does track or that that's the girl that got all these awards and that's the girl that was coming in first second third fourth fifth sixth place and the people in the background don't get looked at And I feel like that sometimes definitely in the beginning of doing sports, I felt like I would get overlooked until I started proving myself that I can be just as strong as the next person or just as fast as the next person. And there are definitely times where, you know, people are like, oh, I need a strong this person to do it. And I might raise my hand being definitely one of the smallest people going out there and they'll be like oh no you can't lift this you can't do it and I'm like just give me that moment to prove myself and I proved myself I lifted this 
a lot better than the next person. And you thought that person was strong. Okay. So because people sometimes get overlooked, they have to fight for everything? Not for everything. (laughs) Just being, I am a Black female. I already feel like there are certain things that I won't get because I know I am a female. There are certain things I know I won't get because I am Black, Hmm. such as if I want to get into some college, I'm not going to like say a specific one, but if I want to get into that college, like who's to say they wouldn't judge me off of the color of my skin? Mm -hmm. Who's to say they don't group all Black people as ghetto, ratchet, loud, because there, there are certain, there's people who aren't Black. There are people who are white, Hispanic, Chinese, all types that are loud, that act a certain way, and we shouldn't all be grouped together. So I feel like you already kind of have to fight for that and fight to prove I'm equal and I deserve to be treated just as good as the next person. And with certain jobs, I know that certain jobs are like, no, we're not going to put females in this because this is a male job. So you have to fight to prove I could do this better than a male. You could have the strongest male up there, big old muscles. And I've actually gotten this example once and I like using it. So have the muscular man come up there and he's got to get a shot and have the girl come in there. She might be a little small, be a little tiny thing. And she could take that shot like a pro. And the muscle guy is sitting there scared about to pass out and all that stuff. So she's, I'm fighting for every, like I'm fighting because I know I can do it. And I think that's something that we just have to kind of look at because if I have to fight for everything, it's, it's at one point will get exhausting just trying to get to the top and fighting for your rights fighting to prove that you are good enough at a certain point will get tiring but at least we know there's always going to be people or even a person out there that's not going to give up they'll fight till the end whether they, they make it to the top or not, they're going to fight because that's just who they are. So I feel like if everyone gets an equal amount of appreciation in the world, we wouldn't have to fight for that many things. That's very well said. Thank very you. well said. Okay. Right. So feeling like, cause you start off saying like, if people would just be more open, more receptive so that I don't have to jump through as many hoops to prove like hey i'm i'm here <laughs> i'm good enough mm-hmm. i can do the th- i can do the things versus being it sounds like you were saying like feeling like there are times when you've been overlooked either for being a female for being a black female for being young or small or whatever and it's having to keep show up and show like no i'm capable i'm just as capable as anybody else <sighs> yeah <laughs> And I think you're right. And I think a lot of people would agree with you that, yeah, having to constantly have these extra layers to fight through, it definitely can get exhausting. So what have you learned from the adults around you about, I guess, either how not to get exhausted or 
how to rest when you when fighting is a lot or when the world is a lot well has anyone taught you any of those things it's <laughs> a question yeah i've been taught those things uh, parents te- definitely teachers teachers i feel like are someone that you can talk to and it kind of stays between you guys and I've had teachers that tell me like if you just pray about it and leave it in God's hands then that definitely can help you and if you're tired it's okay to take a break it's okay to take a day off and relax get your mind back in gear and get back out there and continue fighting for what you believe in because what is it? Like if you stand for nothing, you fall for anything. Yeah. So it's okay to stand up and you can take breaks and you can relax your stress because there's always going to be someone mm-hmm. out there that is fighting just as hard or the same for you. So they'll be fighting one day. I'm taking a break another day. They're taking a break another day. I'm fighting that same day. So it's like, yeah, I've definitely had a lot of people that tell me it's okay to relax. That's good to know. I'm glad that you got to learn that. Was there anything that like I didn't ask that you wanted to share that you want the people to hear from you? A message, probably like a little message. I would just tell everyone like, I would tell teens, it's okay to be different. You don't have to always act tough or look pretty or do all this stuff to fit in. Because at the end of the day, if you're by yourself, what? There's still a person rooting for you because you're rooting for yourself. You're rooting knowing I'm different. I know that. And I'm going to, I have to accept that because I can't change. I can't change and do a whole entire new personality because your personality is still going to show through. And just being different is okay. Taking a break is okay. Letting your parents know when you're tired is okay. And for the adults, like, I would say, give your teen a little bit of a break sometimes because life can be hard growing up in this world, definitely with the social media you're exposed to and and the responsibilities that we have, it it can be a stress and we're going to be, most everybody is going to be working for the rest of their life. So we have to learn to take breaks and to just relax and take a day for ourselves. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your wisdom and for sharing your perspective and giving us your point of view as a teenager. I wish we could I mean, maybe parents or people will be here in 10 years, but who knows? But maybe (laughs) if it is, do another one and compare. But thank you so much for coming and sharing with us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, I hope everyone who's listening take in this good wisdom and definitely take in the wisdom that you're giving to them because you're helping them and you're making this world better. So... Thank you. Thank you. I'm certainly trying. Thank you. You're welcome.
Thank you guys so much for listening. I really hope something that you heard today clicks for you, resonates with you. And I also hope that you share this episode with a friend. If you really like what you heard, please leave a review. Check out our website, parentsarepeople.net, where we'll have the blog and any upcoming announcements. You can also find me on Instagram at parents are the letter R people. On there, you'll find some featured photos from our guests and some highlights from the episode. You can also communicate with me on there. And lastly, you can reach me via email, parentsarepeoplenet at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.